Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented sides chick, Miss Southern Shell. You're rocking that new shirt, ain't you? Yeah. They are now for sale. They are. Are you got you some side chick shirts up for sale? Yeah. What's it say on the back of it? Does it uh, just, it just has a little how to barbecue. So it's right just like the mauve sides chick, real inconspicuous, like I guess you would say. Is What's that a word? I don't even know if it's a word. I just made that. Uh, yeah, it means underassuming. <laughs> they are now for sale. Good, good. It took us a while to find a shirt we liked because you got to have a comfortable shirt. Yeah. If it's not a comfortable, soft, nice shirt. I'm assuming this is just for women, right? <laughs> you know, I'm not dudes. women in your... <laughs> <laughs> if you're a dude, can you be a size... You I feel size... like this color shirt's darker size than Bruce your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am rocking my uh, summer colors here. Is your salmon? Peach. I don't know what color. What color do you call this? Peach? I don't know. This is a... You're very mauve. Mauve yeah. <laughs> on mauve. Wine colored or something like that. That's a big deal, though. It's our first podcast shirt. It is. is that's the first shirt of the podcast? Yes, yes. If you go to uh, h2qshop.com. It's got to be an easier way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've got them for sale. h2qshop.com. Okay, that's cool. We'll go, just go to How to Barbecue Right. Or you can get a How to Barbecue store, right. hit yeah. a barrel. And we'll put some right links. There. We'll put some links on social and. You too can get you a get your lovely lady a sides chick shirt if she can make some sides. I don't know. <laughs> if she's not, we're doing a demo. Isn't Mikey doing a shop demo for all sides coming up? He's calling it a sides chick demo. <laughs> when is that? Next weekend. Next weekend. That's He's good. making like macaroni cheese and baked beans and cobbler, a dessert. Yeah. yeah, apple cobbler or something like that. Some easy sides. That's some ones to break them in. And you got to throw a cold salt in there and potato salad. And you got it covered. You always take it a little far. <laughs> you love your you got to know how to make coleslaw. Um, real quick, we want to talk about our our Palmer Home campaign. We've officially launched it's it. Kicked off after yeah. Yeah, the start of Memorial Day Memorial last, Day. last week. And we're going to raise money all the way to Labor Day. Um, we're hoping to feed two families at the Palmer Home. Um, and for our top five fundraisers and a guest each, so ten people, we're doing a hog picking. Pig, pig picking. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be in November, I'm guessing. Yes. Something like that. Here at the shop. That's going to be fun. Shop. It will be Excited fun. Excited about that. It'll be a day of hanging out, cooking a whole hog. Cooking a whole hog. Festivities included. <laughs> Maybe uh, and a shuttle back to your hotel so you don't have to worry about driving. Yes. What you do after that, I don't know. <laughs> If you ate a whole hog, you're probably going to need the bed. That's my that's my goal is when you leave here. You don't want to go somewhere else? Yeah. No, no need for La Siesta. Yeah, no La Siesta margaritas <laughs> or tequila shots. You're ready to go and um, stretch out. Yeah. <laughs> we try to hurt you if you come eat with us because, we you know, we hate to eat. So. <laughs> <laughs> we try to give you as much you can drink, as much as you can eat. It's about overindulging. <laughs> I know I've been hurt a few times. <laughs> but it'll be a fun day. So um, help us raise the money. If you're interested to, um, you you can just donate or you can become a fundraiser and yeah. actually, you know. Is that how you get more money? Like if you become a fundraiser, people go under you and their money yeah. count towards your money? Yes, yes. And then you could really pile it up and then that's yes. guarantee you're going to get a spot probably? Yes. So it's. That's um, what I would do. Yeah. 
it's not about you donating the money, which we'd love it's it. If you're you... t- getting your t- yeah, getting the people behind you to do it. Yeah, that's kind of a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> is, it a pyramid? is that legal? <laughs> for a great reason. For... <laughs> it's okay if you're doing it for a good cause. Like, yeah, <laughs> all the money goes directly. But to the, the one at the top, the one that reaps the reward. Yeah. To me, that's pyramid. <laughs> I don't know if it's like. <laughs> Did you come up with this idea, Shell? <laughs> it sounds scheme. like one of them. Sounds it. like one of your schemes. <laughs> no, no, it's not confederated products. It's not like Amway at all. <laughs> all the money goes directly to the Palmer yeah. Home. We don't even see it. We don't even see the dollars, yeah. All we know is we're cooking some hogs for the people that raise money for the Palmer Home. Exactly. No, it is for a good cause, though. They really uh, do help those kids out there. So That's um, why we get behind them fully, and it's our... Uh, hometown uh, kind of charity that we we like to stand behind. Yeah, we try to do something for them a couple times a year. Yeah, and this is our big big fundraiser for them. Um, if you're interested, go to howtobarbecuewrite.com forward slash Palmer P A L M E R. Good deal. What else we got going on this summer? Um, we have the state contest coming up in Melbourne, Arkansas on oh, August 13th. Go ahead and get signed up for that one. I'm yeah. shaping up to be a good one. A lot of people have told me like we've signed up. We've signed up. So, oh good. Um, I'm not sure how many people have, but. If you're interested, go ahead and clear your calendar and get signed up. That's right. I'm looking forward to that one. Hopefully, I get to try some good trout. It's different. Are you? You can't judge. No, I'm not judging. I'm just gonna be there hanging out, (laughs) (laughs) riding a golf cart around. Probably, I'll help out where needed. But I'm not. I'm not entering the contest. I don't think that would look too good if you. No. If you help sponsor one, you enter it. That's not. Then you win the whole thing. It's frowned upon. Now I want to come up with some way we can um, drive around and have like Bloody Marys and the Bloody Mary golf cart delivery service. Yeah, I'm down for that. Some sort of hospitality thing. Man, I tell you which one I've been on. I've always like Jimmy Love or Zing Zang. Those are like my two favorites. I found this new Morning Wood Bloody Mary mix, and they they I guess they had a a truck out there at Memphis and May. But we so. we saw it at our one of our local package stores here in town. The guy told us that man, it was flying off the shelf. So we grabbed a bottle of it. And it's delicious. If we you haven't tried a second it, bottle. yeah. It's if you haven't tried the it's the Morning Wood brand, and I, I don't know if it comes in different flavors. We just got the original, don't we? I'm fixing to pull it up. Yeah, but it's I'm not even that crazy about Bloody yeah. Marys. I ain't sponsored by them by any kind of means. I'm just telling you, it's delicious. Yeah, go get <laughs> go it. Go try, try it. it out. Yeah, if, you, if you're a Bloody Mary fan, they have an original and a spicy deal. Thank, thank. We just had the original. We had the spicy deal, but I don't think we realized it was spicy deal. The one at Memphis, yeah. Because okay. I know the white. We had a white label one here at the house that I that I rebought when I bought another one. Yeah, and then that's the only one they had at the liquor store. And the originals and the red, yeah, label. They're both well. If I've had both, they're both really good. Because me and you knocked out like you normally don't even drink Bloody Marys, and I made you one of those, and you went back two and three times. So, so how are you mixing it? Because um, I mean, you usually take zing zang and add a bunch of stuff to it. Yeah, I just man at Memphis and May when I first made them, all it was was some Tito's, uh, probably about I don't know a good good ounce and maybe you know maybe maybe a shot glass and a half. Two fingers. I do it. In, I do it in a solo cup to like that first big line. Fill it up with ice. I, I always splash a little dill pickle juice in it, and that was it. And I poured that mix in there, shimmy shake, squeeze Did you put a lime. A little beer. Um, I did, I did, I, I did do that like on the second one, just okay. splash some beer in it just to see what it was like. Man, it was good. Which pickle juice did you use? Just hot deal. Oh. 
That's a good one. So it was spicy, but it wasn't like super spicy. But I, I mean, I want my Bloody Marys to have some flavor. I don't like one that's just tomato juice and vodka. You know, that's not a Bloody Mary. This one's got you a gotta lot have, of seasonings. You got to have the seasonings in it. You got to have everything. You know, I don't mind even some clam juice in it. Yeah. It makes it taste good. I'm a Chicago Bloody Mary guy, I guess you'd call it, but it's it's got the kitchen sink in it. We start with the the vodka, the black pepper, the cayenne, splash of olive juice, splash of pickle juice, splash of can- clam juice, splash of Worcestershire. I mean, you got to have all that in there. A little horseradish. Then your whatever Bloody Mary mix you're using, you mix all that up, squeeze a lime in it, toss it back and forth a couple times, and garnish it up with pickled okra, dill pickle spear, celery. You got to have it all. I mean, it's like it's like brunch in a cup. <laughs> That's how I roll. You don't. I- you don't get it with all the stuff on it. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't need the baby fried chicken and all that <laughs> hamburger and all that stuff on it. But I do like the celery, the pickle yeah. spear, and the okra. Um, you if you get real crazy, maybe like a cheese skewer and some olives. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> a little round of sausage. Yeah. yeah. Um, when we were out of town, you ordered a Bloody Mary, and I was like, oh, that sounds good. And then they brought it to you, and it was just tomato juice yeah. and vodka. I was like, mm. Wasn't it no much? salt? Just regular salt around the rim, too. Said, That's not how you do it. <laughs> That's not how you do it. Sounds like spaghettios in a cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, they don't just, it didn't have any flavor. Yeah, you got to have all the extra stuff in it. It was like tomato soup and yeah, like I can't make. I don't. I don't like just a a V eight Bloody Mary or you know just whatever that tomato juice brand is that everybody sees at the grocery store. It's like a blue label. I can't remember what brand it is, but it, it doesn't make a good Bloody Mary. You got to do all that other stuff to it. And I'd rather use. My base is always Zing Zang, or it has been, just because it's readily available. Build from there. But and it's pretty good. Yes, dang good. I know I won can, some contests with it. I can speak for everybody in the community and let you know that they do want a TikTok of Bloody Mary. Oh, Bloody Everybody's Mary. Everybody's been talking about it. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. I used to not like Bloody Marys. I was yeah. like... Anti. Yeah. Like, why do you want to drink cold tomato soup? Straw soup. And then... I don't know. You broke in, come around to the dark side. When you're at barbecue contests and you, you know, have to get up early and need a little pick me up, need a little pick hair me up, of the dog, a little hair say. of the dog, yeah, it comes in handy. <laughs> so we talking? What else are we talking today? We talking grinder sandwich? Let's talk grinder sandwich. That was uh, the last YouTube video we put up, and it was I guess a week before Memorial Day, was it something like that? Yes, I can't remember what it was. It's, it's time for another one, but um, that one was my take on. So a grinder sandwich, first people probably need to know what that is. It's like a hot Italian sandwich traditionally. It could be any kind of meat you want to put on it. Most of the time it's like Italian cold cuts that they put on like a French bread loaf split with cheese, and they kind of melt it. So you put your cheese on there, toast it a little bit, put your meat on there, toast it a little more, melt the cheese, and then they put um, their vegetables on it. But instead of like – traditional lettuce, tomato, pickle that you'd see on like a sub sandwich, a grinder sandwich has, to make it a grinder, has to have a grinder salad. And this is what I wanted to make it for because the salad part just looked absolutely delicious when I was seeing people do it. And they use like lettuce. It. Yeah. It lettuce and onions and pepperoncini peppers. Of course, it had mayo in it for its addressing, but it also had some red wine vinegar and some sub oil. And sub oil is and like... Seasoning. Yeah, it's sub oil is like a thinking of it as like a vinaigrette that you put I think on that's a, pretty much all it is yeah i'm sure it has a little vinegar in it. it's mainly oil but it's mainly italian seasons in it too but it's really good like you go to a sub shop usually a good sub shop will have a hot pepper relish and a sub bowl but that's what goes in the grinder salad 
And you got to put that together first and let it come together in the refrigerator. <clears throat> but you didn't. You but, let it. And so that's a, that's traditionally how you do it. So I switched it up a little bit. Instead of doing the Italian meats, I did an Italian grilled pork tenderloin that I sliced really thin. And what made it Italian grilled was I, I took some of my AP seasoning, mixed it with some Italian seasonings that had oregano and thyme and parsley and you know just some other herbs in there. You could just buy an Italian seasoning too. I already blended up, but I just used dried herbs. Yeah, but when you buy an Italian seasoning, you need to add a little more salt. Pepper, yeah, it needs garlic. a bump. So I, that's what the AP for. So it had the salt, pepper, garlic, and it had all those Italian style herbs in there. And then I olive oiled the outside of those pork tenderloins and got them uh, seasoned up and just kind of let them hang out because I was doing like a almost like a reverse sear on the Weber kettle. So I had a hot side and a cool side. And what I did was I took those tenderloins and put them over the hot side. And I call it cooking them on four sides. It's like minute and a half, you roll it. Minute and a half, you roll it again. Minute and a half, you roll it. By the time you do, I don't know, four rolls on it, it's ready to move over to the cool side and just let it finish off. Because you want them about medium. That's where I like to eat those yeah. pork tenderloins. What's medium? Um, about 140, 145. You know, you don't have to push it all the way up to 165 on those things. It's it's perfectly good. If you see a hair slight the t- tinge of pink, it's perfectly fine on tenderloin, and they will melt in your mouth. I so agree. That's the best way to cook them. You cook them like that. Oh, all the time for dinners and yeah. stuff. Like, we'll do You'll roasted do different vegetables. flavors or, on it. And- yeah, you can marinate them. You can do all kinds of stuff with those, and they're delicious. But this Italian style for the sandwich was really good. It was. And then, so instead of doing the lettuce grinder salad, I substituted angel hair cabbage or coleslaw mix from just from Kroger. Everything else, super thin sliced onions, pepperoncini peppers that I cut up into rings, and you can buy them already ringed up. And then the same dressings, the mayo, the the uh, what was it, sub oil, and a little red wine vinegar. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like a, it's coleslaw esque because it does have that creamy element. And with the cabbage, you know, it's crunchy, a little crunchier than iceberg lettuce would be. But it's not sweet at all, so there's no sweetness like a like a, when I think of a coleslaw for barbecue, like a I think of, yeah, coleslaw. I think of it being kind of sweet. Yeah, this definitely. one's not sweet; it's more like a salad flavor to it, and it was so good. It was like, really good. So I took. I want to start putting that on other sandwiches. Yeah. So I split open some French bread, got me some cheese on there, and put that in the oven. No, we did no. A, no, we did the garlic butter on the bread too. Yes. So I bought like garlic spread, and you can make up a compound garlic butter, but it was that, easier has changed my opinion on how we were making sandwiches from yeah, now cause on. Yeah, because of that. That garlic butter. Oh, man. And we just did it. You could have did it on the grill. We just threw it in the oven on broil, let it toast the bread a little. And then I put the meat thinly, thinly sliced, as thin as I could get it, piled it up with cheese, stuck it back under broil or back on the grill, let that melt, and then piled it high with the grinder slaw and sliced Roma tomatoes. It was, that was that easy. I mean, that's all you did to it. And cut it up, and that sandwich was dynamite. Fire. I mean, a grinder sandwich, that grinder slaw made the whole thing. I, I think so, too. I mean, the meat was really you good. You could do it with any meat. The garlic bread was good really with good. pulled pork, with chick, grilled chicken. The Italian, I mean, you could have did it with pepperoni, salami, and bologna, whatever else they put on them. I mean, it's like you can go your own way with the meat on it, but you got to make either that grinder slaw or grinder salad to make that sandwich. And if you like, I haven't tried the grinder salad, but the grinder slaw was excellent. Yeah, we need we need to do one. That I, see, Try I'm probably salad. gonna do a TikTok just with that grinder salad on some little. You know, I'm gonna do. I got to do my own thing. It won't be like a big French bread. I think I'm gonna do little rolls or something. Oh yeah, 
Individual um, grinders. <laughs> Grindlets. <laughs> <laughs> um, that grinder slaw, what was left over, you know, we just put yeah. it in a bowl in the fridge. I ate it. We ate it. It was a side dish. Yeah. It was good. I mean, we had one day, it was just like, all right, we ate enough meat, it's just going to be sides, cold sides <laughs> today. So we had like, what, chicken salad and grinder slaw and broccoli salad. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite day. I yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah, me too. Cold side day. Um, so I've got a little information, little facts for you. About grinders? Yeah. Go. So, where's the first, let me ask you this, where's the first place you heard about grinders? Okay, so there was a sub yard in New London, right? Yeah. Um, New London, like, in, is that when, in the Northeast, Americas? Yeah. Okay. Um, so there was a, a submarine yard, and they started buying sandwiches every day for their 500 workers. Building these submarines for the war, I guess. Yes. So that's um, where it came from, the sub sandwich. Okay. And the grinders, because these guys would usually be grinding on metal. Me- yeah, yeah. They called them grinders. The guys were now known as grinders. And so then they started calling the gr- the sandwiches grinders, I did too, not know that. Because that's what they would eat every day for lunch. I know I heard. My first place I heard was Adam Sandler sing about hoagies and grinders. <laughs> I didn't know that. that <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I just made that connection. Uh, <laughs> hoggies and grinders, hoggies and grinders, yeah. meatloaf sandwich. Was that lunch lady song? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I, That's the first place I ever heard of a grinder. <laughs> I just made that connection. <laughs> so being so, yeah. from Boston, like when you walk into Subway, you just straight up ask for a grinder. Like they just call all sandwiches it, grinders. Are they? There. Like it's just no, it's cold, like slang. Hot. It's like slang for a Coke or something. Yeah, like any kind of sub right. or anything like that. You'd walk into a subway and say, "Hey, can I get a can I get a grinder?" And so my, when we came here, my mom would go in a subway and ask for grinders, and they were like, "What?" Are you they didn't know what you're talking about. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> was it so? Was it different than their regular subway sandwich? Like oh, nope, it's okay. exactly the same. It's okay. just kind of like remote and clicker, I guess, right? Uh, yeah. But they didn't have. I know they didn't have the remote grinder and clicker. <laughs> or salad <laughs> clicker. <laughs> so would they call even because when I researched it, they said that submarines were cold sandwiches and grinders were hot sandwiches. Hot melted cheese. Yeah. In my head, I guess maybe it was cold. Like just think. I mean, this was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how I distinguish them. A grinder is a hot, toasty sandwich with cheese. On, you know, yeah. cheese that's melted, and just a sub sandwich can be just a cold. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I, I distinguish them. So once you toast and cheese it, it's a grinder. Kind of like when I and you got to have the slaw, the sand, the the salad. Yeah, that's got to make it a grinder too. Like if it's just a, it's just a bre- a toasted sandwich with cheese and meat. Until you put that grinder salad or grinder slaw on it, it's not a grinder. Do you agree? I, I really don't have an opinion on this. <laughs> it wouldn't be a grinder if it didn't have that salad. I guess. If you just put lettuce and mayo, you just put a, you just did a submarine dress. I just found out what a grinder yeah. was a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy John sells sub sandwiches yeah. to me, and I guess and, uh, Firehouse. Firehouse Subs has got more of a grinder, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't have neither. Neither of them have the salad. Yeah. So. Yeah, they they're not grinders. It's just toasted sandwich. <laughs> so I guess like Jersey Mike's, by the time you're done, if you get it Mike's way or whatever, and you get the, all the oil and stuff on, yeah, there, I guess you're kind of almost building that slaw. So it almost. I wonder if they'll toss that for you before. Hey, you put all my <laughs> toppings over there, yeah. dress them up, and then put it on my sandwich. I'll show you some of that pepper relish. Yeah. Be... I do like the hot relish. Lenny's has one too that I always buy a jar of. It's I love good a good stuff. sandwich shop, especially in the summer. Especially in the summer. But that was so that was uh, the YouTube video. Yeah. And you need to try that one. 
it's a good it's one. It's easy. Yeah, it's super easy. Even if you don't try that particular recipe, make a sub sandwich with garlic bread <laughs> <laughs> and make a grinder slaw. And cook the little pork tenderloins. Yeah. Because they're so easy. They always come in a two-pack when you buy them at the grocery store. Like our Kroger or Walmart has them. It's two little tenderloins, and they might have a little piece of silver skin you take off. But other than that, there's no really trimming to them. And you can't mess them up as long as you don't overcook them. And they Get them, them off when they're 140, 145 and slice them thin. I always put them in something I can catch the juice in. Because as they sit there and cool off, some of the juice comes out. And you cut them up and slice them thin and throw them back in that. Man, they stay juicy. Like, I, well, we put the leftovers in a bowl and it'll last in the fridge a week. You know, just go by and get your little bite of portent. <laughs> <laughs> We've made uh, sliders with them. Yeah, they make great. There, what's the one slider that we used to do? It was. Um, it's like a caperdill mayo. And, and uh, pesto. pesto. No cheese on it, was it? Mm-mm. It was just, you put the caper deal mayo on bottom. No, the pesto, does pesto go on bottom, then the meat, and then the mayo, and then the top bun? I don't remember. That's that's one. If you got you hadn't tried the little slider, people would devour them at a party. We used to take them to parties all the time. People were like, what is this? I mean, it was just different flavors that you don't think, and it's super easy to do. You did uh, a recipe on it. It's a lemon pepper pork tenderloin. Sandwich, yeah, yeah, because you season the pork loin with lemon mm-hmm. pepper, but you use the caper del mayo and the pesto. So, the recipes for those, and it was, I think it was just jarred pesto, yeah. I don't go crazy making a pesto, but Mm-mm. the caper del mayo is where it's at. Is that that's technically like an aioli? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've done mixed stuff with mayonnaise, <laughs> it is that's some good stuff, too. Though, last weekend was Memorial Day, kicking off the summer, it grilling was, season. Yeah. We had some good stuff. We went to went to the farm and uh, Mark and Emily came down and man cooked a a steak dinner. God, it was to die for. I mean, he did had, mushrooms. Yeah, we had the milk cow steaks from he up did in Indiana. Milk cow steaks, which explain explain what milk cow steaks. So are. I, I guess they're steaks from Holstein cows, or these cows were they're dairy the steers. cows. Yeah, they were yeah. The steers, but they uh they weren't keeping them in dairy production, and so they feed them out. And slaughter them and sell the meat up there, and it is marbled and has such a rich flavor. It's it's different, but the small little loins, like the ribeye steaks, probably yeah. didn't weigh 10, 12 ounces. They're not big tops. jumbos, yeah. yeah. It's just it's got a small loin, and I'm, I'm guessing they don't feed them out as long. But the, man, the meat is so tender and has a just a richness to it. I've never had milk cow steaks till I started getting them from up there in Benton, Indiana. I didn't but, even know that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't either. But uh, they come from the Amish, and they were just, they were really, really good. I agree. So we had some in the freezer, and we had those steaks. We had some bone marrow. Bone marrow on toast. On, on toast, on garlic toast. And then uh, mushrooms that were cooked down, and, that was, and some mashed potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, like loaded mashed potatoes. It was a king's meal, like one of those last <laughs> rock ones. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really good. That was an excellent steak. Yep. Um. Friday, we went to the ballpark, took the whole team. Oh, we did. We went to see the Redbirds, our local, I guess, affiliate. Yeah, Cardinals, Cardinals affiliate team. That was fun. If you've never been to a Redbirds game in Memphis, I highly suggest it. On weekends, they typically do fireworks, too. Mm-hmm. In yep. the area. Every Saturday. Every Saturday. And just the stadium's really pretty. Yeah, it's nice. It's a great place to go to the ballpark. Then. Sunday. Sunday, I grilled some burgers, and you broke out your Vitamix, finally. <laughs> I gave it to you for Christmas. It, it's time. 
It was time for frozen drinks, <laughs> boat drinks, whatever you want to call them. That's all I you made, wanted this Vitamix for? That's all I wanted it for, to make drinks as good as I get in the Caribbean. And I'm going to tell you, they're probably better. I got to share <laughs> some of these recipes because I did. So I did uh, I did two or three different ones. I know you did a pina colada. Yeah. And then did, you did some type did of. a really fresh pina colada. Oh, and you used uh, some mangoes we had in the fridge. Mango, it was like a mango daiquiri. And then I made Michael like a strawberry daiquiri. Non-alcoholic, of course. <laughs> the trick to those is if you're making daiquiris at home and you have kids, don't put your booze in the blender. You don't have to put it in there. I like, and that's a, the resorts do that too because I guess they make so many drinks. It's easier for them to pour them straight in the glass. But maybe you make a pina colada and you put the dark rum in the bottom of the glass and then you put your pina colada, your frozen pina colada in it and you top it off with a little more dark rum and then you put your straw in it and just give it a little swirl. You get, oh man, it's so good. It's like one of my favorite drinks. I now think the putting the booze in the um, blender yeah. melts the ice. Yeah, it, does, it, it makes it watery. Yeah, yeah it makes yeah. it more watery. I'll tell you, you're not going to mess with the Vitamix when it comes to making a daiquiri. That's a bad dude. <laughs> it's so I don't know why I waited 47 years to, <laughs> to try one myself. Have y'all ever had a frozen mudslide? Uh, no, but it's like a bush. It sounds like a bushwhacker, though. Is that kind of what it is? I'm not sure what a bushwhacker is. This is like <laughs> Bailey's Irish cream, Smirnoff vodka, or any vodka really, ice and chocolate syrup. That's kind of like Similar. a bushwhacker. Bushwhacker usually has rum, and, it and is. sometimes they'll put a scoop of ice cream in it. <laughs> but that's basically, but it's basically like what it is. A, it's either Bailey's or Kahlua, and it's almost like a boozy milkshake. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. Gonna, we're gonna make one of those, Tyler. We'll just get ready for the frozen TikToks. <laughs> the <laughs> summer be, of frozen uh, drinks. That's huh? gonna be it. And then the other popular one summer. we used to sell at the restaurant was Miami Vices. Yeah. Yeah, that's a half strawberry, half pina colada. Delicious. I make, I, I made Michael one of those, too. <laughs> I'm going to do the Bob Marley. That's the one that's got the mango, mango daiquiri, strawberry daiquiri, and you use some bouquier salad and kind of turn part of it green and top it. Oh, so, so it's like the, I got you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. The, yeah. Layered. Yeah. Ostafarian colors. Oh, Michael's getting into it. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a, I mean, he loves making smoothies anyway. Yeah, so. he's a smoothie guy. That's a smoothie maker. <laughs> and then... Um, I mean, it's a serious Vitamix. It ain't just like a blender and a carafe. It's got the big shield, the quiet shield. This is like a... You could go into a Smoothie King business with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was your Christmas gift. It's like what I gave you. It's great. I love it. And you opened it and said thanks and put it in <laughs> the paint. Well, it hasn't been weather to make frozen drinks with. <laughs> To me, that says summertime. So I know when I got it for Christmas, like that's a that'd be a good Easter gift. <laughs> <laughs> Put it right to use then. But I'm not when I'm going deer hunting. I'm not thinking about making frozen drinks. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? You can make some frozen fireballs. I don't know how that'd be. <laughs> yeah. I've had a bourbon slush. That's okay. I just don't about cinnamon bourbon slush. Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody brought me one at Memphis in May. It was like a. It was a. Somebody gave me one too. Yeah, it was. It was like a orange. You know how we did that orange bourbon drink with the orange juice, but in slush form. Yeah, it was so pretty got, good. Yeah, really good. Y'all have a lot of faith in people. Locks <laughs> 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 up, brings you a drink. Oh yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> That's how you end up locked in the back of a trailer. It is. Don't you? It, is. it really is. I do that with food. <laughs> I, I mean, somebody's always bringing you something. Yeah, I cougar. Was it Cougar or Lamp Mountain Lion? I mean, yeah, that's the year before last. Like, <laughs> try this mountain lion. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you say so. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
so we took Michael to a Cardinals game. And while we were up there, we um, went to Sugar Fire Smokehouse. Man, Sugar Fire was excellent. Yeah. That was, um, I guess it's a chain in St. Louis. Is that right? It's a multi- I got a bunch of them. A it's, bunch uh, of them. Mike, I don't think it's just in St. Louis. It's not. Mm-mm. I, I mean, I know they're in that part of the area. But that yeah, part yeah. Of the that's their strong And they've got several other restaurants associated with them, too. But Sugar Fire is the barbecue. It's my, uh, Mike and Christina Johnson. They, they partnered in it, I guess. With uh, some other people, it seems like because it's such a big outfit. Mm-hmm. But, man, it was. I was highly. We went to the one downtown, um, and you know, I love the style where you go in and you order, and they cut your meat right there in front of you, yes. and you go down kind of the counter, and they put your sides on there, and then I guess we get something specialty. Like I got a was it a brisket Philly cheesesteak kind of yeah. brisket cheesesteak. and they have to cook it a little bit to melt the cheese and onions and all that stuff. So they bring it out to you, but the rest of the stuff. They give you right there at the counter, and I had a bottle of ski uh, ski cola. Me too. First time, <laughs> it was that like was a, good. It was like a more like flavorful a, Mountain Dew. Yeah, it was like an old school Mountain Dew. Yeah. Like when they did the throwback Mountain Dews. That's what it reminded me of. I had a brisket dip sandwich. Really good. Recommend it. The fries were really good, and I loved the, all their sauces. They had normally uh, they had a mustard. The one, the two that stood out to me, their mustard and their white sauce. Mm-hmm. They were excellent for a restaurant. Yeah. I mean, excellent. I got potato salad as a side and beans, and the sides weren't my favorite part of it. Like the meat was way, but the meat and the sauces and the ambiance of the place was what makes it cool. Yeah, it was a cool joint. But yeah, the sides were okay. They weren't like the best side. They weren't sides chick sides. <laughs> <laughs> Mayo. I mean, the uh, potato salad needed a little doctoring. Like you could have took it, and you probably could have drained those beans and then added some more sauce and made them taste really good too. Just a little doctrine, which you can't, you can't fit all the taste yeah. in there. You know, it's different. that's their style. So they had um, pork belly hush puppies, and we ordered they them. Were but they were out. Yeah, I was really wanting to try those. Me too. Um, but the whole atmosphere and vibe they got going is pretty cool. I like that retro feel. Yeah, yeah. old school restaurant. And it got yeah. packed too. Like we went in there right at lunch, and we were there like eleven forty, and we kind of yeah. got right up there. And as soon as we ordered, there was a line out the door. After that, we went to the escape room. <laughs> Michael always wanted to do those escape rooms, and I'd never done one. Had you ever done one? Uh-uh. Yeah. I mean, I knew what they were, but. Yeah, I knew what they were. It was. We got out. We escaped. Just three we of did. us. I mean, it was. I, I'm not going to say it wasn't challenging, because it's like, I don't know how many locks we had to figure out. I got out to the point where I'm like, I'm tired Is there another lock? Is there another lock? <laughs> it was all locks. Like, you had, to, you had to unlock stuff to get in these different little rooms of the place. They might have tools hidden, chest where you got to get it lock and unlock it or whatever. There was all kinds of clues. I mean, it was, it was fun. It was a great thing for kids. Like, Michael loved it. He did. He was gun ho like jumping in and trying to figure out stuff. And he was good at it. Yeah, yeah. He figured out a lot of things. But that's that was fun. That was an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like riddles to figure it out? Or yeah, like, uh, some. Kind of. Okay. Like, you find clues and you might find things. like a hard hat with a number on it that's wrote on marker. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be part of a lock combination, but you have no clue which lock it is, and you may find something else, and you just got to go trying it in all the different locks, and you just got all these different little things you got to do. Like there might be something hid that unlocks something else, and mm. some of it's some of it's word locks that they give you clues, some of it's number locks. We, have a, we should do that as like a company. Yeah, uh, I thought about exit. that, <laughs> and then I thought about. 
everybody melting down and hollering at each other. <laughs> I was fully expecting you and Michael just to ah, let me do it. Let me do it. I was like, I was like, I about watching, was but like, y'all kind of. We all worked together on yeah. that one. I kind of laid back and let him. It was his thing, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, didn't I care. <laughs> I didn't care whether we got out or not. You know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm just here. Yeah. That's all. I, want. I just tried to help. Yeah, go through that hole. See what's in that room. And all that. Like, yeah. But he was good at it. Yeah, I was. I was impressed at how good he was at it. I recommend trying one. Yeah. Never done one. So. Um, I hate to be in the group, but just. You can get out of the first room, you know, <laughs> stuck in there. <laughs> I'm sure that's happening. I'm sure, too. They're passing you notes under the door like, yeah. with the code, and you're like, what is this? You have like a little walkie-talkie, and you can ask for clues, and the guy says the good teams or the, the people that do it, you know, pretty good, don't ask for less than three. And I think we had asked for three clues. Yeah. So that's – we did normal, I guess, or decent. He told us, I mean, for his amount of stuff he did – it really, it's really not designed for three people. It's more designed for a group. Yeah, like you can have ten do it, mm-hmm. and so it was just us three, and we were frantically trying to figure <laughs> out all this stuff, coming back and forth. But we did all right. That's super impressive, then. Yeah. Heck yeah. He told us we did pretty good. Yeah, and technically we didn't get it within our time. Well, it went off, and we were on the last thing, so he gave us like an f- extra few minutes, but yeah. it was like right there. I mean. I escaped. I you. <laughs> he let us take a picture. Yeah. With this that I escaped. <laughs> he was like, I'm impressed. Y'all even got that far. <laughs> he did not have faith in us going in. Lockheed's <laughs> happy with this room. They're just going to be sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> They're not getting out. <laughs> I wouldn't have faith in us either. I didn't have faith in us going yeah, in. We didn't, we didn't ask no questions or anything. You got any questions? Nope. Just. Let's go. Let's Y'all go. ever done one of these before? Nope. No. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I just figured if anything, I can knock the doors down. He did yeah. stress don't break anything. Yeah. <laughs> if it would have been a real escape room. Yeah, we'd... I was getting out. <laughs> I can tear some stuff up. Um, So you did a few TikTok recipes. I did. I did some summertime stuff. Uh, started with, I don't know if it's... The, the big one was the apple pie baked beans. That, that man, people loved it. That's that's such a good and easy apple pie baked bean or baked bean recipe. Where'd you get that idea uh, from? <laughs> I came from uh, Jamie Williams. It is Jamie and Mark make that. Like they've always made apple pie baked beans ever since I've known them. Yeah, that was. But it's like a, I don't know. It's a way to jazz up regular old baked beans, and all it is, you're adding a can of apple pie filling, and it's just chunks of apples cooked in spice. It's sweet, so it's. It's got a really good element to it. The appleness goes with barbecue. Yeah. You know, there's sweet sauce and apples go together with barbecue. I don't like apple pie filling. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. like the spiciness. I'm not crazy about cooked apples, but it works really beans. well in baked beans. Yeah. Well, and so you also, it has meat in it too. Yeah. You cook a pound of breakfast sausage. You can also do ground beef with it, a pound of that too. I just did a pound of breakfast sausage. I like the texture of sausage better. When you get it brown and you throw in some onion, like a half an onion chopped up and half a red bell pepper chopped up, you can use any color bell pepper you want. When I do it, I buy the frozen one. Do the you? Frozen. Just because it's easy? Yeah. I like the fresh. I like the texture it gives. I want my bell yeah. pepper to still have some taste and my onion not to just be disappeared in a bean, you know? Yeah. And it's two cans of whatever. I like Bush's baked beans, just the regular old Bush's. Me too. Usually when I'm making it, I'm buying the big can, the industrial one. Draining it because it makes it a it, it makes a, a large pan of beans, 
But when you're cooking them at home, like in a Dutch oven, it's just two of the 28-ounce cans drained. Get the juice off of them because you're fixing to add more sauce to it. That's my – people always ask, like, what's the secret to your baked beans? I say, drain the drain yeah. the beans and add a better sauce. That's right. It. Or I don't even think you have to add a really expensive no. barbecue sauce. I like cattlemen. Whatever's on sale. Sweet baby rays. Yeah. Usually we have cattlemen's or raises on sale. And it was 97 cents. That's the cheapest I've seen barbecue sauce in a long time. The bottle has to cost. I would think. I mean, as much high as plastic <laughs> yeah. is now. But it was 97 cents at Kroger for that bottle. And we bought the original Sweet Baby Ray's. I mean, they got a thousand different flavors. Yeah. The original's but, uh, the best. Yeah, for baked beans. You just want to use save your expensive sauce for some butt or some ribs or some brisket or yeah, something I like agree. that chicken. And then sauce you're putting in something like that. Just go cheap. I didn't. I didn't realize how important that step was, and I left out that you said it was ninety-eight cents uh, in the TikTok, and everybody was so upset that you that you said Sweet Baby Ray's was a cheap sauce, but it, he got it on sale for ninety-eight cents. <laughs> like that's <yeah>. pretty cheap. <laughs> that is really cheap. I was, I was. What's the cheaper sauce? Yeah. What is the cheap? Sauce? I don't know if there's another one in that. <laughs> if you can get a sauce below a dollar, get it. I know Cattleman's is three bucks yeah. for a small bottle. I mean, I guess Sweet Baby Ray's is normally three bucks, but Kroger had it on sale for ninety-seven cents. And the point of that is, whatever they got on sale, use that one. Yeah. And that's, I mean, even if I'm doing people's choice, that's my trick on that, too. I always use, if you're in a town cooking a barbecue contest that's a people's choice, go to the local store, get whatever <laughs> sauce is on sale, and put that in the meat. Because people know that flavor, and they're used to buying that. That's a good And tip. the public is going to identify with that on sale sauce. That's what they're putting in beans. That's, that's what they're like putting. You, when you do Memphis, you say you would use Corky's, or you used yeah. to when you... Uh, yeah. That's right. Cook other places, yeah. It's that's a fact. That's a fact. But so the rest of the beans, you, you add the meat, the two cans of beans in there drained. You add your meat with the onions and the bell pepper, and then you take your can of uh, apple pie filling. And it, I like it with the chunks of apples, but I you can also it chop it up to where it's smaller bites. But I like the big apple in it too. And then um, one bottle or about I guess eighteen ounces of barbecue sauce. Worcestershire, uh, tablespoon of Worcestershire, tablespoon of yellow mustard, and two tablespoons of hot rub. That's all it is. Oh, and some brown sugar. I threw in some brown sugar, too. Yeah, pretty good bit. One cup. You actually use the W sauce yeah, instead of Worcestershire sauce. What is the difference between a w, the W sauce and actual Worcestershire? W, w sauce. Um, like a Lee and Perry. It's kind of more like a marinade than just a Worcestershire. You know, Worcestershire is real watery, and it's just Worcestershire sauce. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's got... The tamarind, the anchovy flavor, that's what gives it sauce. Well, W sauce has a consistency to it. It does. So it's got like some vegetable puree or something else in there to give it body. It's got some different flavors to it. And it still has a lot of Worcestershire sauce yeah. in it. That's the primary flavor. It's just got some other stuff to go with it. And we ordered it for the shop. And I was seeing people use it on TikTok. And I said, I got to try it. It's pretty dang good. It is good. Like, I've been using it in place of Worcestershire and Liam Perrins now. So, uh, Have you tried the spicy one? No. I, have. I saw we got it in stock. Yeah. I hadn't tried it, but it's good stuff. I like it's. It was good on burgers. We put it on. We put it in some burgers. We marinate. Uh, kind of when we mixed up the patties, mm-hmm. ain't good. I put it on steak, like as a binder, or put season on. Just put a light coat of it on there, let it set, and then yeah. put my seasons on. But, but the bait. But you could use wor- just regular yeah. Worcestershire. You could. Place. You yeah. could. Um. You also did country style ribs. Yes, man. People slip. Do you think a lot of people know country style ribs? You know, in contest, when they give you the rules, it's always you can use uh, spare ribs, you can use loin back ribs, but but country-style ribs are illegal. 
Well, they're not ribs, so, are they? No, they're not ribs at all. <laughs> what are they? There's two kinds of country style ribs that I see. Ones are cut from a butt, and it's usually like they take thick pork steak cut uh, of the butt, and then they come back over and cross that to where they leave some of that blade bone in there, but it's marbled up, uh, rectangle, thick slices of pork butt. Now, that's one style of country style ribs. That's what I cooked in the recipe. Then the other style is they take a loin, and instead of it's not really the center cut of the loin. It's like that first third where it still has some of that, um, I don't know, where it comes up the, the butt, you know, it comes up the top, and it's got the, like, porterhouse-looking cut. To, not porterhouse, but uh, spinalis-looking cut of the loin. It's up closer to the shoulder area, and it's, you know, you get that different texture of meat in there. It's got some marbling in it. A lot of times I'll cut that up and then square and cut it rectangle too and make these little cuts of rib, but it's really loin, you know, so, front loin, I guess you'd call it. So is it um just pure meat too. Are, it's off the bone. Are they about the same size? <clears throat> yeah, they're usually about the same. The the loin cut ones will probably be a little smaller because the butt's pretty good. If it's a big butt, you know, yeah. they make them pretty long. But that's the only difference. And it's same, I mean do you cook them the same way? Not really. The loin styles ones do better grilling, and you don't cook them as far, so they're better in that medium range, like 145-ish. Gotcha. Now, the butt ones, because it's a denser piece of meat with different muscles in it, need to be bro- broken down. So I treat them just like I do ribs. Um, we throw some seasoning on them, get them on some smoke. When they get some color, pan them up, add barbecue sauce. And you could add – I've done recipes where I've added – the butter, the brown sugar, the honey. Uh, I've done them, you know, you can change up the flavors on them, do them kind of a Mexican style. You can do all kinds of Asian style with them. But really, it's just about braising them down in that sauce in a pan and getting them super tender. And we take them out, they're ready to go. You can set them back on and set the sauce if you want, but usually they don't need it. They just kind of absorb it in. They I did. flip them around in the pan and then put them on the cutting board. And they were melting your mouth. Delicious. You, t- you told me I was just going to, you were going to pull them from the pan and serve them that way and I was like you don't need to set that sauce yeah. but they did you, Man, you they, did they were, need to set no, that they were sauce beautiful. They yeah. were beautiful. I flipped them over in that in the pan a little bit laid them on the cutting board let y'all take some pictures and man they're pretty good dove right into them like, there were none of those left they got wiped out Ashley did you it. take did you take you took one home didn't you Tyler she, she had she never had it? a country style rib before oh, really? so I brought to her she's like well what is that and so I was kind of explaining it to her well they're they're cheaper so, you know, usually butts are a lot cheaper than ribs. Mm-hmm. They're more forgiving because you can't mess it up. It's like cooking a butt. Just keep cooking it until it's tender. Yeah. And, man, it's you can pick it off the bone. You can shred it up if you wanted to, you know. But some people serve them not as done, too, like where they are still got more texture to them. Mm-hmm. But I like taking them up to 200 degrees internal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like you would a butt. But she liked it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they, and they were still just falling apart. I mean, yeah, taking them meat's home. tender and mm-hmm. juicy still, delicious. Did you take her any of the "Don't Tell the Doctor" dip? I did. <laughs> Everything that day was gone within because <laughs> I had my sister in law staying with us. So I and everybody always thought, "Oh, I wish I could try all Malcolm's food and stuff all the time." Well, this was her chance. So. <laughs> oh, they get to try some too. Yeah, so I brought all that stuff home and just kind of set it out on the counter. And I think yeah. I went. I think I left to go to the gas station to get some gas to mow the lawn. And I came back and it was. All gone. I was like, all right, great. So that was another recipe I did. Um, summertime dips. That's kind of my homage to you, Shell. You love dips in the summer. I love dips. And it was, I don't know what you call it. I said. You kind of took my, what I call a crack dip recipe. Yeah. And kicked it to the moon. 
to the <laughs> next level. Oh, it was so good. Do you remember all what was in it? Yeah. Okay. Block of cream cheese, whole stick of butter, cup of mayonnaise, or it probably wasn't a whole cup of mayonnaise. It was about a cup of sour cream, and then probably half, half a, cup. a cup of mayonnaise, ranch packet, whole pound of bacon, and some healthy green onions, and some shredded cheese. <laughs> Two cups of shredded cheese. <laughs> some healthy green onions. <laughs> And you mix it all up and just let it hang out in the refrigerator. And man, if you never put a whole stick of butter and black cream cheese in a dip, you're missing out. <laughs> you put it in the fridge and let it kind of come together because it yeah. needs to come together. Yeah. But really, you need to let it set out. At room temp. Because get, let start, it get a little yeah, room yeah, temp because yeah. it's thick. Whip it real good when you take it out. Yeah. Uh, just air it, get some air in it. But man, it's a, I don't, know, I don't care if you're eating with Frito Scoop, putting it on a cracker, whatever you're going. It was really good. Yeah. I figured out the best use for it. I mean, not what? only not only is this a great dip to serve as an appetizer, but if you make some baked potatoes and you put a big old scoop of that in that there. That would be really good. Everything you'd want to go in a baked potato. <laughs> I mean, it's got it all. I never. I don't guess I've ever put cream cheese in a baked potato. Yeah, that'd but be the, the only thing, yeah. really. If you left that out, it would just be like loaded potato dip. I would try it. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> When you I add the cream cheese, all of a sudden it's another cholesterol level. You got to <laughs> don't tell the doctor. <laughs> That's the whole thing with the name I came up with. What do you like to eat it with? Um, crackers, Frito scoops? scoops. Yeah, you need a chip that'll stand up mm-hmm. to it. It'd be good so on crackers too. Like, yeah, you know it would be good rolled up and balled up if you got it cold enough and used it for like the pig shot. Yeah, you or could, something you could like definitely that. do that. Yeah, so it's along that same premise. Yeah, or miniature. Cheese balls, yeah. something like that. I don't know if it stayed together long enough. I don't know. You're cheese, right. Like a little cheese ball truffle or whatever. Yeah. The fair part about that recipe is that you just have all those ingredients usually in your fridge. Yeah, so everybody's got that. Throw that you all know? together. It's an easy one. You might not have the green onion. That's the one you're going to have to shop for. <laughs> I, um, I'm growing some green onions out back. We keep upcycling them. I guess is that what you call it when you do that? Like when you get your green onion bundle from the store and you cut off and leave the little roots and go stick them in a flower pot outside. Yeah. Grows green onions right back. They took off sustainable. Like yeah, yeah, I've used them several times. It's brilliant, but it's gonna get so big. The bulb's gonna get so big on it that it just makes a whole big onion. Yeah, I even if I keep cutting it, I don't know. Do you trim it up and then just put a few, little bit of the root in there, and try to split it or graft it or whatever? Oh no, I just I'm just cutting off the top. Yeah, so it's just gonna keep getting bigger. Yeah, yeah. I think you can split that root and see what it does next time. Okay, try to get them back small. Because they're getting some big green, like big scallions now. <laughs> I'll just get some. Buy more. another little yeah. onion, <laughs> dollar bundle of green onions. If you get two or three cuts off of it, you've done pretty good. Yeah. I've turned, you know. Yeah. Tripled my uh, investment. The yeah. <laughs> um, the only other thing I had on my list was to talk about this uh, new Arby's Wagyu burger. That's one. Ty- Wagyu. <laughs> Tyler says we need to do a tasting video on that. Have y'all seen it? It's the Wagyu burger like none other from Arby's. Like no one, there's nothing in Arby's that has a grill or something. To <laughs> I mean, their meat comes in bags, I guarantee you. They probably put it in a water bath. So you think that's what they're doing with these burgers? It's like sous vide or something? Yeah, they're sous vide. I looked it up. And, oh, really? Uh, yep, they're sous vide. And I just. I don't even know if they're sous vide in them, man. I think they're just. Heating them up in water. <laughs> For real. They probably might even come done in there. Yeah, you're right. They're just yeah. heating it up. It's a frozen. We're going to try one. I've got to try. I mean, Wagyu Burger says it's good. And it's only $10. Like oh, all in, all in with the combo is $10. So that's why I am. And I think it says it's 
60% Wagyu, uh, Japanese Wagyu. Really? Really? Yeah, that's what they're claiming. I don't know if I'm buying it. That's what the air claims. This is like, this is going to be like the Subway tuna thing. It's not real tuna. <laughs> you break it down. Yeah. Oh, just the burger, the deluxe Wagyu Steakhouse burger is five ninety nine. The combos <laughs> not bad at all. They're getting you on the curly fries and the drink on that man. Yeah, but the curly fries are good. <laughs> <laughs> we got to try it. We got to try it on video. No, we said we were going to order. If anybody wanted it, we're going to yeah. try it. Next one day next week, and we're going to film. Trying that for the first time, or is it a pass or don't pass? Arby's Wagyu burger. Burger. Feel, yeah. Will they give it to me in medium rare? No, that's what. <laughs> uh, no, there ain't no order your own temperature at Arby's. I'm calling it now. It's going to be done or not done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it now. Max is going to do one of his parking lot videos, making yeah. making a Wagyu yeah, burger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Go inside and get all the toppings from Arby's, and then take do his own burger in a parking lot. <laughs> Wagyu burgers are delicious, but you don't need to eat them. I don't like them medium rare, medium, and they're they're just as good, well done. They're so juicy and we've crispy. used your brisket trimming. That's how I always do them. Yeah, yeah, but they are have so much fat that they have a tendency to want to fall apart. Yeah, you got to add something else yeah. to it. I didn't do that like, one time. Yeah, I like mixing it with like a little regular ground beef. Yeah, because it's so it's too much. Like you can't just make a straight wagyu trimming burger. <laughs> You gotta mix time. it with something else to hold it together. I cooked it on the flat top, <clears throat> and it uh, even on the flat top, it was still wanted to it still come wanted apart to fall a little apart. bit. And the grease, I don't mind that. Oof. You throw cheese on it to hold it all together. And That's it's, what I did. Man, it's like it's the ultimate smash burger. <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah, they're good. You loved it. Heck yeah, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I've never, I've never had, had a. Have you ever had a wagyu burger? No, man, they're unbelievable. Just Mississippi wagyu. Yeah, That's it. What's that? Yeah. Mark's like mayonnaise mixture. Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> I've had that. He tries to give regular 80 20 the mayonnaise touch. To <laughs> yeah. Increase the fat content to make it taste delicious. Hey, there's nothing wrong with a spoon of mayonnaise in your ground beef when you make a burger. That's probably what the Arby's way. So, <laughs> Shell did these. We were working on one. It was a garlic butter burger. And they wanted to, like, you put, what'd you put in it? Garlic butter I, and mayonnaise? I put too much. In the burger? And we so got to work that one out. Yeah. Because that's just. It's another one of those garlic spread on the bun. I was taking the garlic idea. Garlic butter in the burger with I was, cheese. I was taking the idea of the garlic bread from the grinder sandwich yeah. and turning it into a burger. And I decided I was going to get smart and put a big spoon of garlic butter into the meat. And then I was like, well, my, Mark adds mayonnaise. I'm going to do that too. <laughs> and you got then, an extra. Yeah. And they wanted to fall apart really yeah, badly. Yeah. They were good, though. Man, I'm talking about flavor, though. Wow, what you do to these burgers? You made them so juicy and rich. It's like, yeah. They were rich. It's mayonnaise and garlic butter. And I, I, you just try to get that insurance. That's the, that's the don't tell your doctor burger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to eat this salad. You eat that burger. <laughs> Trying to poison me yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good stuff. I did do a cobbler too, though. Oh yeah, you did do a berry the cobbler. Berry cobbler. Blackberries and blueberries of, have been on sale at the grocery store, so I fired it up, and that's easiest recipe you could do. It's another one of those. The old cup of cup of cup of. You can't mess it up. 
cup of flour, cup of sugar, cup of milk, little splash of vanilla. Mix it up. Belt you a stick of butter. Put your fruit in there. Pour that other mixture on top and just let it cook until it's all brown and a little crusty on top. The fruit's bubbling and soft. Man, it was good. So you served it with whipped cream, but you could serve it with ice cream. Yeah, ice cream would be good with it. Whipped cream, whatever you like. I th- I thought it looked really, really pretty. And in that cast iron skillet, yeah. that would be a really good one to serve it, like a picnic. Or... It's, it's super easy. You can do that in a Dutch oven, too. But I had mm-hmm. my beans in my Dutch oven that day, so I went skillet. You can do it in a casserole dish. I've even done that in a, just an aluminum pan, like a half pan. Works just as good. Did you, did you take the cobbler home, too, Tyler? I think they got a scoop of that, oh. too, yeah. It was, it was it wasn't too sweet. Like, um, you think, you know, having that much fruit and then a cup of sugar that it's just going to be over the top. No, it was really, really good. Yeah, it wasn't sweet at all. In fact, if you like a sweet dessert, you probably want to macerate those. Um, yeah, put those, some more strawberry sugar, on, sugar. The, on the berries. Yeah. You could do that. I really liked uh, cobbler like that, though, because when you melt that, by the time you melt the ice cream on top, like it adds just enough sweetness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Dessert. That's I agree. A good one. That's a, to me, that's a summertime one, too. Yeah, even it's though it's just, hot, yeah, it's a summertime. It's still summertime. I don't think I eat cobblers in the winter for some reason. I, don't know, I guess it's just the fruit side, but maybe. They're good. Yeah. That's good. You need to try that one. That's a 350 for about 45 minutes to an hour until it's brown. You can do it in the oven. You don't have to do it on the grill, but you could do it in a Dutch oven with some coal bed and put a few coals on top of the thing. I need to do one of those sometimes. Yeah. Or you Straight just up, throw it on the pellet. Just throw it on the pellet grill. That's what we did. <laughs> Easy. Well, Mount that's all I have today. That's all we got. Tyler, is there anything else you got we need to talk about today? Well, we're launching, to, by the time this goes live, it'll already be out. So uh, we're launching our Father's Day contest in the competi- or in the Facebook community. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, that's going to be posted. It's going to be at the very, very top every time you enter the group. Uh, and all you guys have to do is post a picture of your like the best steak you ever cooked. The most photogenic steak, and if you get the most likes, you can go vote for everybody else's too. If you get the most likes, we're going to have a first place, a $100 The Butcher Shop gift card. Second place gets a $75 How to Barbecue Right gift card to use in the online shop or in our retail shop. And third place is a Killer Hogs gift bundle. Look out. So so cook some steaks up this weekend, put some best pictures of them on the community group, and people will vote for you if they like them. Maybe you'll win. We did this... uh, what did we do that for? It was ribs. It was May, I yep. guess. Yep. It, was, it was just our rib May contest. Yeah. We might do one in July, too. Why not? Yeah. It, everybody loved it. Yeah. They had fun. So. And That's I good. saw some really good looking ribs. I, I know. I did, too. Really, really good. Are people sharing the recipes with them when they do them sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes there was some in the comments and stuff. but Maybe if people ask enough, like if they like it enough and they ask, share, share their recipe. Mm-hmm. But good. Well, that's all we got today. Shell, where can everybody find us? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ, right? On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. And if you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and TikTok. All right. We got all that out. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate y'all hanging out with us today and fire those grills up this weekend. We'll be back next week. We'll see y'all. We're gone.